you know, I think you get to a certain point in life where it's like, am I using my time right? Am I focusing my time on the things that I should be focusing them on? Feeling like time is passing by really fast and mm -hmm. like, okay, am I using my energy towards things that I'm going to be proud of or not? Mm -hmm. I don't know, mm -hmm. just not feeling like, I hate to say satisfied with where I'm at, but just feeling like, man, I just want some clarity. Like, I wish somebody could just come down and be like, yo, this is what you need to be doing. This is the next three moves that you need to make. These are where you need to be putting your energy. Like, I was getting really mm -hmm. anxious this week, not having some of that, just feeling like, I really don't know what I should be putting my, my time towards. And I've been putting my time on certain things, and I'm not sure if they're going to pan out. Yeah, that's interesting because I was I was thinking about that this week too. Cause I think my thing, and we we talked about like working on our flaws before, but I think my thing is like working on like you said, where to put your energy and stuff like that. And just like cause th this is the thing, like at the end of the day, we only had 24 hours in the day. And I think that just if I could look back over the last five to ten years, like I don't waste a lot of time just sitting around like whether it was getting high, whether it was just being on the watching YouTube videos, whether it was just whatever. Like mm -hmm. when you think think back on those times, like all the time you wasted, you'd be like, damn, like well, I wonder what I could have did if I really actually used that time. Even just like a, yep. not even the whole time, part of the time <laughs> yes. to do something. You know, and I think that, that I was literally just thinking about that yesterday. Like it's not gonna be perfect, but at the same time, you gotta do something, yeah, you know, to make to make some shake so um, and what, yeah what gives me i don't know if you feel this way too but like there are things i remember people being like oh you know it took me three years to really get my business up da, 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 da. but i've been thinking about this idea five years now it started it five years ago and it would have blown up or could have had the potential to blown up and now mm -hmm. i would just be getting started on something that i could have been doing for years yeah and it gets to the point where it's like should you even like cry over or not necessarily cry but like dwell on lost time because i feel like dwelling on lost time is like a waste of more time and I, that's my problem though because I'd, I'd be dwelling on it like damn i should have been did this but then i'm dwelling on it and get sad and depressed and it's like yeah no i'm still not doing what the fuck i need to be doing you know what i mean like that was this me this tough. week. And then you spent all this time dwelling on what you didn't do instead of doing what you can do now. And it becomes a vicious cycle. And uh, yeah. it's hard to also like figure out like, okay, what's the balance of I need to learn from past experiences versus dwelling? Because I do think there's something to the point of like where you were saying, if you notice, oh, you, man, I lose a lot of time watching YouTube. A lot. Okay, cool. Now I know like maybe I need to be more productive during that time. But also it's easy to get stuck in that trap and be like, damn, wow, I spent all these hours watching YouTube, da 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 And next thing you know, you're like, I spent a whole day thinking about shit and not actually mm -hmm. accomplishing anything. And it's like, I think the thing that fucks me up about it is that like it can't, I'd be wanting to be a switch that I can just turn on and be like, okay, boom, like productive, success. Everything yeah. is just all in, in, you know what I'm saying, in, in sync. But like like I said, like it's just really little by little. You just got to chip away at shit. And you know what fucked me up, though, is that like I had a conversation yesterday. Um, I had the Xfinity guy, the Internet dude, come over um, and like 
try to make my internet faster and shit like that yesterday and like he was a cool dude and then like but we literally sat here and had like an hour conversation like right over here like in my kitchen and like he was just telling like he was giving me so much game about like you know and he knew he knew so much stuff and it was just like it seems like every time he get off work he just go home and research and just learn more things about business about music yeah. about real estate about all these things and like he really does the research and he showed me so many websites that i could utilize to even for the podcast business like he showed me so much stuff and like that shit just fucked me up because i'm like damn like i could be using my time um usefully too like i could, I could be doing this like if he could do it i could do it you know what i mean so like i hate seeing people succeed sometimes because i'll be like damn like <laughs> <laughs> oh that sounds like some hater shit but like but that's like, usually for me where it starts. And my mom brought that up yesterday. She's like, you usually get in these modes when you've been comparing yourself to other people. That is really where it starts. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly. hard. It's like sometimes you can use other people as like motivation, mm-hmm. but also it can really be a deterrent because you're like, damn, well, they already did so much and I'm starting from square one. I might not even try. Like, why try? Mm-hmm. But they started from square one at the same time, though. Like, I'm I'm really preaching to the choir. I need to hear this same shit. But like, they started from square one at some point. So it's like, really, it's time. Like, it's time. Like, do this shit. Like, even yesterday when I like before he even got here, um, I had did something like a little bit different. Like, I tried to up my up my uh, video editing skills, and like I edited the video all crazy. It took me so many hours and stuff like that, and that felt good. Like, it's not perfect. But I'm starting for square square one with this shit, and it was just like mm-hmm. I did this shit, and it felt good. But then I sat around for the rest of the day because I didn't feel like doing shit. But like, <laughs> like I said, like it's really little by little. You just got to chip away and really just do shit. And it's easier said than done. Yeah, how do you know what to do? That's a good question. I don't know. You know how we had we had a conversation like before um about like gatekeepers and like especially in the black community and like getting information from other black people about their success and how they got to places like that's how you can know like but people got to stop gatekeeping and like keeping the information and we talked about that yesterday with bro like he said i'm not no gatekeeper i'm everywhere i go every time i go to somebody's crib like i'm giving the people information and like telling them oh getting information about them and being like oh so what what does he do though he, he like other than read up on the information does he up no, like, he got, practice any of that stuff or like no, everything he reads up on he has he he has uh well first this is shorter so i'll say this he um he just bought some property like up the street up there and like and he was telling me about buying vacant lots and like mm-hmm. you know building a house on it versus looking for a house like he was like oh you could just buy a vacant lot get that for like five racks ten racks and then build a house on it so he does that and also something that's super dope is he um he has a business with his kids and like he has his kids like on like in the in the paperwork and stuff like that so they'll be able to benefit that benefit off of that like when they get older and they still in grade school you know and, and so i guess that's his daughter dope. will tell him like hey this is what i'm thinking for like some artwork he'll put it into like an ai thing and then the, the ai will spit out some artwork they put it on backpacks t-shirts and stuff like that and they sell it wow. like online so like he he has he told me he had a lot of streams of income so that's awesome it is so to answer your question what do you how do you know what to do i mean somebody got to <laughs> either got to look it up or somebody got to put you on game can i go back to what you said about gatekeeping now cuz that 
That's a big one. And I think that's one of the things that like, it might be different for women and men. Like this might be a very specific woman example, but that's one of the things that's like very frustrating is you see all these women who are like, I'm a girl boss and I have a clothing line and a hairline and da 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 da. And you're like, oh, okay, sure, I get you have a business. But then you go and you look at the lifestyle that they live and they have a Birkin bag, they're driving a G wagon, they, you know, spend a month at a time vacationing in Europe over the summer. And it's like, so how much of this is because you're a nurse, you're a lawyer, or you have a, a business versus mm -hmm. how much of this is somebody is supplementing your lifestyle. You have a drug dealer boyfriend who is paying for the trips or is, you know, buying you this bag. Like how much of it is actually off of you? How much of it is an investor? And like I said, I know it's a very specific like female experience, but it's frustrating because you're comparing yourselves to people where you're like, all right, we're in the same age range. You know, I think we have, like, I know the level of education that I have and experience that I have and how much money I've touched in my lifetime. And I'm like, I ain't done this. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like, give me the game. Is it actually because you're a nurse or is it because you got a scammer boyfriend? So do you feel like, I feel like that, I mean, if it's a scammer boyfriend or drug dealing boyfriend, that's kind of dangerous to tell that. But like, if it's some sugar daddy shit, like I feel like women should give the game up. Go on this website right here, get your profile like this, boom, boom, boom. Cause like, that's, that's the game. The game is the game. <laughs> so yeah. like women don't be giving a game on it you know very very rarely uh, a girl that i follow on youtube she actually just made a video about that a couple days ago about like yeah mm -hmm. i date men with money and they trick off on me and that's just what it is um but a lot of women like one woman i think i might have mentioned before in the pod before but i found her escort site on accident I was on Twitter and I'm like, this looks like so-and-so. And it was her escort Twitter page, which took me to her escort website. And it's like, mm -hmm. yo, all these trips, you're charging $5,000, $7,000, $10,000 for a dude to take you away for the weekend. You aren't just going on these trips because your hair business is oh so successful. Mm. And it just are, are we just hating? <laughs> <laughs> Is that hate? I Wait, mean, are we just pocket watching and hating? Like, uh, <laughs> is that hate? I don't, I don't know. If that's hate for real. Same, like I mean, that's her choice. Like, no, and, and that's the thing. There's no judgment in it, but I guess, and maybe there's a little bit of hate. I don't know, but the frustration is when you portray it as, "Oh, I'm getting to the bag. I'm a boss. Right. I got this business, and this business is how I live this lifestyle." But that's not. He true. is though. She well, but she's not telling the whole too. story though. Like, but I feel like, I feel like that... <laughs> she's just getting to the bag differently than she claims. She just got multiple streams of income. I'm curious, is this does the same exist for men? Like, let's say there was a guy who you knew from MSU who was, you know, around your same age, you knew what he majored in, you knew he didn't major in like a field that was particularly lucrative that mm -hmm. every time you went to his page, 
he was doing something crazy. And, you know, he was like courtside at the NBA finals and at the Super Bowl. And he said that he was like, let's say an accountant. And you're like, I know accountants don't make money like that. Mm -mm. And you knew that he was like moving weight. That's what you found out later. It's like, oh, he's an accountant by day. He moves weight at night. Would you as a man feel like, oh, he should have just been said that? Maybe not said it, but. Most definitely, I'd have been like, put me on. I've been waiting for somebody to put me on to the give me like give me a pack, like please. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for a pack. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Um, but yeah, that is kind of the same token though, because like we don't. I think Rob made an interesting point. Like, yeah, it's multiple streams of income, so it's like I guess they don't really have to tell you like, oh, I'm an accountant, but also I'd be flipping weight. Also, I got crypto. Also, I got whatever. But it just make it crazy when you look at it and it don't seem like hot, like, especially if it's like, oh, I want to I want to get like them. So I'm going to be an accountant. And when you become mm-hmm. an accountant, you don't get the same money. He's like, wait, why is it? Why? 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 I'm not courtside. I know a scam rapper like he's a he's a rapper, but he's a scammer. That's how he makes his money. And you go mm-hmm. to his Instagram. He has a lot of followers, but nobody here has ever heard his music. I can guarantee you. Um, oh, there's a lot like that. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, every time you see him, though, he's like designer head to toe. He's got the chains on. He has businesses like he has a water company, like he has these random ass businesses. Hmm. And it's the same thing. I'm sure as a man, you would look at it and be like, so you get no, no spins on Spotify. You have no views on YouTube. Like <laughs> nobody's ever heard any of your music. Dog. You're a scammer. Clearly, like we we know that's be. what it is. You aren't getting this money from music. It's not possible. It's the same thing when I see like girls live that lifestyle. I think somebody that we had on this podcast was a scammer too, but I ain't gonna say no names. But something something fishy with that. I'm not gonna say no names though. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of artists that I'd be wondering how are they getting money because I'm like views, like it only equates to cents. So like. I just don't be understanding. You got to be juggling. Unless they're on a label or, or something or some type of deal or selling merch, it, it seems weird. Yeah. They got all them chains on and nobody know who they are and they local. Because, yeah. like, how do you sell merch when you don't got no view? Like, who who buying your merch if you're not, you know? Like, how, who who buying it? Maybe at shows. Yeah, you don't see like nobody that. wearing it or nothing. So, yeah. So, it's like, I don't know. weird. You know what? Actually, let's go ahead and intro this. It's been like damn near 15 minutes. Let me intro this damn show, man. Welcome to the Friends Podcast, man. Thank you so much for joining us. If it's your first time, thank you. We appreciate you. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. Yes, sir. What's up, y'all? It's Jermaine. And it's Ron. This is the Friends Podcast. Make sure you check us out. We're streaming everywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube. Also, make sure you go check out the merch store. Most definitely check that out, man. Um, Man, so... I think we can go ahead and wrap that topic up there, went in a few different directions, but let's kind of get into our first topic today, man. So the highlight. So if you guys stick to the end, which hopefully you guys do. um, So we have highlights at the end of the show. We usually highlight, you know, things that things that we want to share with the people. Right. And so last week I highlighted Atlanta street interviews. And um, so Jermaine actually checked that out. Um, And so we just kind of we want to open it to a bigger conversation because i mean just to give a little background the the person that i was talking about is not well 
the person I was getting interviewed is not well at all. He's a drug addict, um, have unprotected sex, just wild shit. Uh, mentally not all there but it's all for content on youtube like people can get there go on this youtube channel and watch it they can laugh they can comment they can cry about it they can do whatever but somebody's making money off of this you know what i mean off of this person that is very vulnerable it's just a vlog of his life so basically what they do is the dude will go around atlanta he just interviews random people on the street like it's it's crazy stories that people tell about getting R-worded, getting M-worded, um, about selling drugs, about being on drugs, being homeless and stuff like that. So he finds it's people. Video of this, or is it like him writing on this? Mm-hmm. No, it's video. So he, like he he literally put the put the camera in their face and they tell their story basically. Um, and they and go yeah. by their real names for the most part. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, and to give more context, Atlanta Street View specifically has. 132,000 followers and more than 36 million views. So it's a popular channel. One thing I'll say about him, though, he does put the cash app of the people in there sometimes. Like, so maybe people want to donate. Like, that's cool too. But, you know, obviously, like, that's his channel. That's one man's channel. And one man is getting all of the, you know, reaping the benefits of the views and stuff like that. You know, it's coming to his bank account. He and should so kind of redact the names or, or bleep the names out at least because I don't know. These are people, family that may yep. be on the street and things like that. And people may yeah. actually know these people grew up with them and it'd be kind of messed up just to, if they aren't benefiting off of it. And in addition to that, like you said, since their names are exposed, I would think about like what happens if this person cleans up, like let's say five years from now, this person is sober. They've, you know, started taking um, meds for whatever mental health conditions they might have. And now they're trying to go out for jobs. They get a job. Like, you don't know how this could come back to hurt them. If you would be like, yo, this is Joe Fires. Like, oh, him. I remember. <laughs> yeah. When he was doing that, 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 that on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And it's not like he has like a super uncommon or like a super common name. Like if you search up Josiah, like that's probably going to be the first thing on YouTube that comes up. So it's like, yeah, like employers can find that people that you date and can find that your family can find that type of stuff. And once again, like you, you might get clout when you in the street and people like, Oh, yo, that's, that's bro from, or that's, that's shorty from, you know, the interview. But like at the end of the day, how this is, you know how they used to say like back in the day, like once it's on the internet, it's on there. Like mm-hmm. that's a real thing. Like this, this shit is here. <laughs> like it's not going anywhere. So, I just so the guy who cool. runs it, do we have his page and name, or how does he live? Shit, he be living good. He got a, a cool uh, Jeep, uh, a Jeep Wrangler Sahara. You know what I'm saying with the leather seats and stuff like that. He was driving one of the people around in it. Um, he seemed like he living. So he good. be flexing like on the gram. Like, I mean, I ain't gonna say he flexing, but I mean, I ain't gonna say. I mean, he he not doing bad at all. You know what I mean? Like he he good. He's not struggling for anything. And so it just kind of looked crazy because I mean, I think it's okay to be interested in these stories, but at the same time, it just kind of feel it feel weird because these motherfuckers be looking so down bad, be homeless and all that type of stuff. And it's like you are you are you letting people come and stay with you? Are you giving people mm-hmm. tents and 
uh, toiletries and things like that? Like, or are you just putting the camera in their face and just trying to ask them crazy questions and see what kind of reaction you can get? That's what's hard about this content because I definitely have watched it on my own plenty of times uh, between, you know, Soft White Underbelly. Um, there are a couple guys I see on TikTok a lot. One is Tyler Oliveira. Um, another guy, I don't remember his name, but he um, records homeless people in Arizona and like downtown Phoenix. <clears throat> and uh, I think there's something to this content. Like I personally probably haven't had a in-depth conversation with a homeless person before. So it's helpful to know like, yo, what got you to this point? Like what was the turning point in your life? Because from an outsider, I am like, how does that happen? Like what's the buildup to you being on the streets? Or like soft white underbelly, like what led you to being a prostitute? What led you to being a pimp? What led you to, you know, being in a gang? I think that stuff is can be helpful to know, but there's a difference between doing it in a way that's like respectful and also like super exploitative, you know, where you're asking them like salacious questions where you know they literally don't, they're not fully aware of what they're saying. Like mm -hmm. that if they were sober. And in their right state of mind, they would probably not be saying this stuff to you. But yet you still put it. Yeah, I would hate to be online in my darkest days and just being when I'm not like all the way there and like clear minded. Like I would hate for that to be on the Internet for people like I just look right now. Josiah's another Josiah's video dropped an hour ago. So I'm actually going to check it out, even though I'm talking shit. But like it has 5.6K views already. And it just dropped an hour ago. It's like that's. That's gonna be on there. So it was like, damn, like what is there any way to do this where is there any way to get these different types of stories where it, it's not exploitative? Like what what would what would the platform need to do for it to not look crazy? I feel like it's just always gonna look crazy. If he's giving the proceeds to to the homeless, using the money to give back charitable, things like that, I would say he's doing it for a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even if like if you don't give back the actual like money directly, because some of these people mm -hmm. probably you give them money and they might just go and use it on drugs, if you give them resources to get out if they wanted to. So like Soft White Underbelly, I remember there were like some like a pro a series of different girls I've seen him like kind of take under his mm -hmm. wing a little bit. We're like, yo, if you want. I will like pay for you to get a room tonight and I'll, you know, take you to a job interview and I'll make sure you have gas in your car and stuff like that. Like being able mm -hmm. to provide stuff like that, I think is important. Not just like, not seeing some of this. I think like Tyler Rivera is one of those people. It's like, I'll give you a jug of water if we can interview you. Like a jug of water is cool, but you might make $10,000 off this video, $20,000, $30,000 off this video. A jug of 99 cent water is not, it's not doing it. It almost makes me think of corporate greed, like on a smaller level where, you know, like these people, like we, like we're not going to touch on it super deep, but like the, the UAW auto strike, how the CEOs are making 20 something million and then the, on the people only want like 45, but it's just like, you getting so much, but you're giving so little to the people that's working for you. Like technically <laughs> these people that's interviewed, that they're interviewing are working for this channel technically so it's like it's kind of the same thing is that it is i almost feel like it's human nature to like exploit people for your own gain <laughs> like because i feel like i see it everywhere 
Like everybody, everybody uses people for other things, you know? Do you think it's possible to make a lot of money and not exploit people? I don't know, but I want to find out though. I feel like I could do it. I feel like I could do it. I feel like you would have to give away most of it though, or at least half of it, or just do a good cause, like a real good cause. But I feel like it's damn near impossible. Do you? Yes and no. Like, I don't think you might directly be exploiting people, but the way that capitalism works, like somebody along the line more than likely is going to be exploited. So like, let's say you start a lawn care company and you're like, yo, this is a way for me to like do a service for other people and I'm going to pay them a fair rate. The mower that you might be using might've been built on exploitative labor. You know what I mean? Like at some point, exploitation probably touched the system. With our clothes, food, everything. Yeah. So it's like, how direct do you want to be involved in that? To me, recording a person who is like on drugs and making money off of that. Yeah. That's pretty close Mm -hmm. to the exploitation. You ask me. Yeah, it's cool if they did it themselves. If they was on Instagram Live and was like, had the phone in their yeah. own face. That's, that's the fine. thing. Josiah has shown that he's, for lack of a better term, he's a star. Like people want to see what he's doing. People want to hear him. He could low key just get on his phone and start going crazy on IG Live, YouTube Lives, whatever. He don't got no phone. <laughs> see, that's, that's the issue. He got a phone. See what I'm saying? So, like, that's what the issue is. Like, why has Marcus not gave this man a phone yet? Like, give this man a phone so he can really flirt. Like, and that's what make it seem like you're not really trying to help. You're really trying to help yourself. And he has done good things. I've I seen a, a story where he uh, helped some homeless teens that was in Atlanta, like, get into college or something like that. That's, like, that's cool. But, like, it just it looked crazy when it just looked crazy. Um, but you know, I do think that you made a good point though, Jermaine, where it's like, we need to see these stories because this is really education. Like these are things it teaches us not, what not to do mm-hmm. and what to do. And so I kind of want to ask y'all, I want to, uh, take this in a different direction of like, how important is education to y'all? Like just in a general sense, like being educated, um, and just learning on your own. Like, let, let's talk about that real quick. So you're talking about outside of the education system? Well, both. I'll say both. I'll say both. So I'm going to relate it actually back to what we just talked about. I think the education system is important because of the stories that you see on those shows, on those programs. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because what you realize is like, you know, a lot of these kids have really messed up childhoods. Like they didn't stand a chance where they started exhibiting, um, you know, behaviors that show that they had maybe some mental health issues when they were in school. And if they had had a teacher who might've actually really like cared about them, they might've been able to do something. Be like, yo, let me call, get them to foster care, get them out of a neglectful home. Let me help them get a scholarship to college. Let me help make sure that they, you know, somebody becomes aware that they have like mental issue or that they're starting to abuse drugs young or something. Mm-hmm. But when I look at a lot of people on there, I just feel like, man, you slip through so many people's cracks. And if your family's messed up, you might slip through the family crack. But 
ideally, as much as I like don't like the current education system, I think there's a lot of problems with it. One of the things that it should be there to do is to step in when a family can't step in. It's really a home away from home. Like this, this is where, like, like how right now, like we work in a 40 hour week. We spend a lot of our time at work, most of our awake time at work. So like it was the same at school. We spend most of our awake mm-hmm. time at school. So like this should be your home away from home. But Rod, how um how you feel about education? I know you somebody that I don't see you study so much and, you know, in college and stuff like that. So I want, want you to speak on it. I think education is important when it comes to technical at like degrees, so science, uh, math, things like that, because you wouldn't you wouldn't want a doctor or a lawyer or anybody to represent you that don't have particular skills in those. And you have to actually go to school to get those skills. It's not something that I would just trust from a person off the street to do, um, to do surgery or um, to represent me or be my accountant and do all my my taxes and things like that. I want someone who does have a good education. So I think it's very important. So do you see any flaws in like the current education system where whether it's grade school, college? I think we spend too much time on things that aren't important necessarily. I, I feel like a lot of things should be left to home um, to teach kids on. But I'm going to say like in college, they make us do like all these prerequisite classes and things like that until you get to your uh, degree and your, your your classes and your actual things. And I feel like the general consensus was people, they just wanted our money. They wanted us to all take those classes just, yep. mm-hmm. just to stack money. Um, it didn't necessarily mean anything towards a degree or anything like that. So I, I, I think it's just like a lot of a fluff. Or when it comes to like people, they say like in high school, or middle school is they're not learning proper accounting or like tax skills or things that are, are going to be important that they're actually going to use. Instead, we're learning about all these presidents and wars and I'm not saying it's not important, but it's like, how is that really going to help us in our day to day as an adult or like how yeah. is that going to help us buy a home or do anything of importance in our, in our day to day life? There's a lot of it's like BS. a lot of Jeopardy facts <laughs> that you won't ever use unless you're in Jeopardy. No, that's a fact. Like I remember as a freshman in college, I had a basketball class. Like, what the fuck? What? Why did I have a basketball class? Like, in I was college. really in there hooping. Yeah, in college, I was really in there hooping like every Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Like, what do I the stupidest going... thing is you were paying thousands of dollars to hoop. Thousands. I could have just went exactly. to the fucking the 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 community center to, to do that shit. Like, you know, and it's like I mean, and there's a lot of classes like that. That's not the the buck doesn't stop there. There was a lot of classes where it was just like, what's the point of this? I was just gonna say, you know, one of the funniest things about like the current education system, I agree with Rod. Like, yes, there's certain like careers um that are highly technical that yes, you absolutely need to be in school for. But the biggest issue with the technical or with the um education system is the dialogue that we've all been sold, which is Oh, education is the way that you can lift yourself up and change your change your life trajectory. It's like, yes, there are absolutely cases of people who like grew up in abject poverty and 
through school were able to like move themselves up in life. But most people who go to school, like I don't think that's necessarily the outcome. If you really want to change your life, a lot of time that means like, yo, you need to have a great idea. You need to start a business. You need to own something. When I taught that, like like Raz said, like learning how to buy a house, learning how to do invest in real estate, learning how to invest in general, S and P five hundred, Nasdaq, all that shit. Like we don't, I still don't know how to do all that shit. Like and it's like these are things that I can go research independently. But I would have loved to learn how to write a check in school. I would learn, you know, like I just don't understand why like the system is like this. It's almost like they're trying to hold us back from from success. It gets to a point where it's like you had to realize what the fuck going on with the education system, education system, and take matters into your own hands and do your own shit. Like <clears throat> one of my homeboys, yeah. he always be talking about like in college. I didn't need that. I just went and did my. I wasn't going to lectures. I was just reading the textbook. <laughs> like I just did the shit on my own. So it's like sometimes you got to take matters into your own hands. People say that all the time, but he wouldn't be reading that unless he was taking the class. And had an incentive to do it. Like I feel like a lot of people say, "Oh, like I could, I could learn this at home," and not like then go do it. Like just, right. just drop out and, and go, go do this shit. Then, if, since you can just do it by yourself and you don't need no direction, like that, I don't like that idea. It's like most people do. They need a direction. They need um, some assistance, and like, so, like they need the education system. Like it's there for a reason. I do agree. Yeah, sometimes it do be like a they just hate school, so they just be saying that type of shit. And it does it takes a lot of motivation to really learn like a whole textbook and multiple textbooks. But I think you know what what one other thing that I think is messed up and you kind of touched on this is like we don't know a lot of people don't know what the fuck they want to do too. So it's like what ding, direction ding, do you ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so it's like how do you know which direction? Like you were asking earlier, right? Like how? How do you know unless you are you taught? How do you know what you want to do though for real? Like in life, is like, is it something that you taught? Like, do you have to experience a bunch of things or is it like a natural thing? I don't know. Maybe that's what the school system should be. Yeah, Mm. honestly. Because to me, I think that's how, in my opinion, I think that's how you learn what you're good at, what you can excel at, is just trying different stuff. Damn, I was going to say something related back to what you just said about, oh, about people knowing what, like, books they would be reading and things like that. Mm -hmm. I I think um, the part that school comes into play is, like, most of us need an incentive to do something. Like, I think a lot of people, and maybe it's because we've all grown up in school, I don't know, but, like, most of us need an incentive to do stuff. I remember, like, I used to wait to the last minute to, you know, write research papers and a paper that I had all semester to work on, like the night before I'm up trying to read that book and write my paper. I wouldn't have done that if there wasn't the pressure and the incentive of doing it on this particular day. So I don't know if that's something that school teaches us, which is that like, we need somebody else to be accountable to that we can't be accountable to ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's potentially the issue. Um that might be one of the flaws of the education system is then you grow up as an adult and you don't always have the motivation to like do things for yourself. If there's not a mm. boss or a manager or a client over you telling you that they need these things. 
The other thing too that I think happens with the school system is you said a key thing about like people not liking school. And I always wonder, because I loved school. I was always one of those kids who I, I liked learning. When I hear people say that like they hated school, I always wondered like, what was it about school? Was it you didn't like your teachers and the other kids in class? Or was it a matter of like, you weren't being taught in a way that made sense for you? Like if you're more of a kinetic learner or somebody who learns through visuals or somebody who learns through sounds, like was that not being incorporated? Or maybe you were just learning subjects that you literally had no interest in. And so I wish there was a way for the education system to not only teach people and align with the way that they learn best, but also teach people subjects that they're legitimately interested in. Like most of us have to wait to college to take classes we actually care about. No, for sure. I definitely, either like 12th grade or college, like that's when I really started taking classes that was like, okay. Other than like band and shit like that, but I kind of think it's uh, it's designed that way for a reason because we need workers, and I I think school is designed for workers. They need people to go run the companies and do all the the day to day things because if everyone was like free thinking and business minded, and I feel like a lot of stuff, it like our society wouldn't, wouldn't really be able to run if it if it was everyone actually doing that. For sure. Like, there'll be a huge problem. I heard something. I think this is like so true. They were saying that one of the differences with like how wealthy people go to college is that they prioritize networking. Like classes are second. Classes, the actual schoolwork is second. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, I may not be aiming for a four point. I might be cool with a three five because I want to make sure I'm going to parties, I'm socializing, I'm making friends with people in class, I'm connecting with people who have similar interests. And now today as a fully grown adult, I'm like, damn, that's what I should have been doing in college more. Because I think those relationships today would have got me much further than graduating and having a decent GPA. Like nobody cares about that. But people do care if they're like, oh, you know, so-and-so? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. Well, I got a role for you. Yeah. Wait, so you wasn't, I was definitely networking in college. Not in the way, not in the way that you're talking about, but like I was kicking it. Like that was what I was prioritizing was like, when we getting high, <laughs> like when we getting drunk and shit like that. Like that was, that was really what I was prioritizing. That shit was not good. I would Have that ever actually man. resulted in an opportunity for any of y'all, like having a friend? Yeah. Hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think I ever got like an opportunity or I guess you can always uh I mean direct them in terms of this is how you apply. But, right. And like we got open spots, but other than that, not for real. Well, I also think too, like so I've had it happen a couple times, but I think we're gonna see it happening more as we get older. Like I think. In the 20s, most of like our peers are still like in the same level as us, like an entry level employee, maybe mid level. I think once you get to the, you know, your like late 30s, 40s, 50s, once it's like, oh, yo, my man is a VP at such and such company, then I think it becomes different. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I was thinking though? I was like, 
I wonder if I went to HBCU, if my network would be bigger to be able to reach, reach and be like, oh, yo, like he does this, she does this, she, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. because we did go to a, you know, a PWI where, of course, there was networking to do and there was a black community there. But at the same time, like it was mostly white people. And I really just didn't keep those connections, you know, after college. I, I didn't keep a lot of connections after college, but like definitely not with a lot of my white, you know counterparts there so it was like i wonder if that would have been different if i would have went to hbcu where like everybody related there was something that we could you know come to the table on you know yeah. how y'all feel about that i think you might be onto something because i feel like hbcus are very big into network and like community like you see that all the time like if you know one famu person runs into another famu person and they didn't know each other when they're totally different years they like look out super, super heavy. Um, Mm -hmm. I think going to like a big 10 school and like you said, a PWI, I think it's a very different experience. And also like a lot of the people that we went to school with kind of did the same thing. Like I, I think at HBCUs, what I've noticed is you have a lot of people who are coming from different regions of the country, then they move out to different regions of the country and they all kind of get into very, very, very different fields. So you might have somebody who goes and works in energy and oil, somebody who goes and then goes to business school and now they're working in finance, somebody who goes and works in entertainment. Like at a school in the Midwest, you don't necessarily have people like really branching out and doing very different things. Yeah, especially in Michigan because we got what, the auto industry? We got a big mortgage industry now. Other than uh-huh. that, like insurance. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish um like looking back, I wish I would have went to a different state or like a state where the company you want to work for is there. Cause so I think it's yeah. more likely that the company is connected to your school and then you'll be able to transition into those type of roles and those type of companies easier. Yeah, even like internships. Also, like where you want to live. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, where yeah, you want to live. It, also, yeah, like, oh, I can, I'll go to Cal State. So, like, Google headquarters there. So, like, oh, I can get an internship there for this, you know? So, like, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't do it differently if, like, now that I look back, but I don't regret it, but it's definitely some changes I would make. I'll say that. Yeah, or just things I would have considered. I think Raj made a good point about, like, being strategic about what state you're in. Uh, I remember I didn't really learn that until I was trying to get internships. And I realized like, yo, certain companies don't even recruit at Michigan State. Like they just didn't even have a presence there. And so I was cold applying on their website. And I never thought about like the relationship between where you go to school and what types of companies even are looking at you. See, that's 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 another thing. We we wasn't taught that. We wasn't taught to even think like that. Like, right, how when did you realize that? They're like, damn, maybe I should have went to a different state just so I could have worked here. Like, when did you realize that? Um, it didn't. I didn't really realize it until I actually moved out of Michigan and started working for different companies and talking to different kids and stuff like that. And well, young adults, whatever my age, and like hearing their experiences and stuff like that. And a lot of them, they work right out of um college, and the the college is connected to the company, and they had like different type of programs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how, like, I start realizing it. Damn, I fucked up. I didn't even think about that. 
So yeah, we like I said, we we we're never taught that. So it's like, how do we even know unless we go around and talk to other people? But let's switch gears a little bit because we talked about education and stuff like that. But I think it's important for the education system to improve and for people to be educated. But what about in um you know in our in our relationships and stuff like that? Like, is that important in a partner? Like the education aspect. I feel like when it. A lot of men, they feel this way, like their counterpart or whatever, whoever they, they're, they're trying to be with, it doesn't really matter their education for real. Like, I feel like most of the time we're just looking at the looks and if this person can take care of um, duties or things that we think um, we, we want them to do. And that differs mm-hmm. for every man, of course, but yeah. So like what are we saying? Like we saying like high school education, we saying like drop out, GED, like is that cool? <laughs> like, cause to me, I think that's fine, personally. So which one? So high school? They... All three of them. Like I'm cool with all three. Like if the vibe so is there. What if they don't have it? That's what I'm saying. Like so she she dropped out of ninth grade. She's good at money, though. She dropped out in ninth grade. She spent a couple years trying to figure it out. And she started a cleaning business. And so she mm-hmm. has a janitorial business. She's getting money, but she dropped out in ninth grade. <laughs> I feel like the only thing I really care about, like, as long as they can talk and uh, right. they're not illiterate when they speak, I think we're good. That's, that's like, my borderline. <laughs> I mean... Nah, I feel that. I feel that because like answer your together. question. Yeah, as long as you can do that, like we cool, we cool. Like <laughs> janitor, like and your example, Jermaine, is fine. Like that's that's fine to me. Okay, so when you say illiterate, like how illiterate? Like, <laughs> let's say your birthday. She's like, oh, I really want to just write you a card and tell you how I feel. <laughs> She writes you this long card saying everything you ever want to hear from a woman. Oh, you are the man of my dreams. I have so much respect for you. I just mm-hmm. want this to last forever. And you see like three spelling mistakes. Not one period. She spelled your name mm-hmm. wrong. I don't know. Oh, I, I don't really don't care. Know. I want the message got across. <laughs> you, you would just look past it up for, like for real. <laughs> Oh, I don't yeah. think I believe like like <laughs> as long as like she like I don't know it's not about like her like it's just her warmness or like warmth as long as, as like I can yeah. feel the love that's the only okay. thing that really matters. Like it's beautiful. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that that you would that you wouldn't because I definitely wouldn't look past it. I but what I would do though, I would try to teach. And be like, I'll say it like, to I myself though, for sure. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, like for real. Like if you notice some of those multiplication tables were a little shaky, like she had to pull out her phone calculator for like very simple math. Like five times five, like you don't know that. Like, come on, now. is that is that that's twenty two, right? <laughs> no, but okay. Let me say this though, because. That you just you just spark something in my brain, which is like okay, multiplication multiplication tables. Like, what about when y'all have kids and you at work and she got to help the kids with the homework? She only finished ninth grade. Is like, 
maybe she don't she just don't got it like that. She never got that, to algebra. Yeah, so it's like those things, like those are things that I'm not looking that far ahead, but if I do look that far ahead, it's like, damn, that would be kind of an issue because I want my kids to, I want to set my kids up for success. You know what I mean? But I don't know. That's tough, actually. That's actually tougher than I thought. I don't know what I would do. I think, um, well, so how, how about you, Jermaine? How, what, how do you feel about, you know, education and a partner? Is it super important? Um, is it something that you like really look for? Education in terms of like the piece of paper itself, the degree itself is less important, but the skills and curiosity that you should have got from education are important. So I was laughing this whole time because I remember y'all ate me up a couple of weeks ago. When I was talking about uh, grammar over text, periods and using the right there, there and there and our and our mm-hmm. things like that. Um, that stuff, it does matter to me. Like, I think you should be able to, to move in the world and communicate yourself a certain way. Now, do you need to have a degree to do that? No. So if somebody doesn't have a degree and they just have those basic, I don't even want to say basic because those things are more than basic, but they have those skills and they are just curious to know more. That's cool. But I think not all the time. But a lot of times what you'll see is those things kind of go together. Like you didn't really care about school. So you maybe didn't graduate or didn't go very far in school. And you didn't learn certain skills because you weren't interested in school. And you need some of those skills to be successful in life. So now you're kind of hindering your career options, hindering what spaces you can be taken seriously in the business world because you haven't developed certain skills. So, So do they have to be educated or not? They don't. Or they don't? Okay. They need to value education, like, but they don't yeah. have to be educated. Yeah, it sounds like you, you had to have the motivation to want to, to learn. learn, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Because learning, I don't think, comes from school. I think a lot of the stuff that you learn in life, you learn on your own. Reading books on your own. I, I do. Documentaries, things like that. Museums. Mm. I do got to admit, like, today, though. Like, I'm just thinking about, I'm just like, when I answered that question, I mean, in general, but today, like, no, I wouldn't date anyone that's not educated. No, nah, I, could, I couldn't do it at this point. Like, me personally, like, today, like, it just wouldn't make sense. Like, I want her to have, like, to be educated, like, what you were saying for the family aspect of it, because I just want to look good as a unit, and I want to mm-hmm. be able to have, like, I actually do agree with multiple incomes, and I won't. A wife who actually brings money in. So yeah. Like I'm I'm completely agree with that. Now that should be embarrassing though. Like yo, like if your wife or husband or whatever, like just embarrassing you, just sounding stupid in front of your friends and family. Like that shit is not cool. Thank you. Like right. that's not that's not like damn. I don't even know how how would you do that? Because like you gotta go home with that person and look at them every night and like sleep with them like sleep next to them and stuff like that and it's I like i kind of want to be able to brag like, about them yeah exactly exactly so it's like how can you so if you were in that situation like would it be cool if you was like hey don't do that like like you know it's there it's not there it's there <laughs> you know it's might as well not minus well like you know what i mean like is that cool <laughs> like because i feel like i feel like that's okay to critique in that way because it's not 
And Malice See, was just like, we in a unit. Look good as a unit. I think men can critique their female partners, but like as a woman, I just don't think I could a man would be accepting of me being like, like you said, it's not minus well. It's <laughs> minus well. I think he would be like this bitch. So the moment I see those things, I'm like, I'm out. Mm-mm. 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 I think it's fair. Like if, if somebody said that to me, I probably would be mad for a minute, but like it's really like, you gotta look at it as like they trying to they trying to make you look good and make the unit look good. They call it the Pacific Ocean when you're on vacation mm-hmm. with a big group of people. Oh, are we going to the to the specific ocean? It's like, like mm-hmm. and then like and then the other couple that you would look at each other like like, excuse me? Yo, this is crazy. What did you know? Yeah, like, that's crazy. Yeah, nah, that's, that's yeah, not Yeah, you don't want to be the joke. Not at all. But at the same time, though, like, a connection is a connection regardless. So it's like, I would hate to, like, give up a connection if, if like, if we really had a connection, but, like, they weren't all the way there, like, on the same education level that I was at. I would hate to give that up because... Love is love and a connection is a connection. But at the same time, looking ahead, like you gotta like what are we doing? Like we can't you can't be at McDonald's forever. You know what I'm saying? We gotta level up at the same time. What if she just worked at the factory or the mailroom, UPS or something like that? Or is that that's straight? Factory, nah. I don't like the sound of that. I don't like the sound of factory. But UPS like cool. a car shop. Like you work at in Michigan, there's plenty of auto, like you work for Chevy or something like that. They work at the plant. There's nah. plenty of women who do that. Like, why don't you like how that sounds? I don't know, because it's just a manly job. You know what I mean? Like, it just seemed like, and no disrespect to any women that do that, but like, it just like you just one of the boys at that point. Like, you just, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I like that. But UPS is cool though, because they like, making good made, money though. That really bother you? I feel like factory is, I don't know, something about the factory just don't seem right. Like, you talking about, like, on the assembly line, putting parts on cars and shit like that? Like, nah, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, assembly line. Like, that. they work. I don't, I don't want, nah. Y'all could judge me. If, if like, Listeners, <laughs> please judge me if you want. But, like, nah, I can't. I'll probably be thinking about that, just waking up in cold sweats. Like, damn, this bitch really work at the factory. <laughs> you don't want to get the discount on the Ford? I mean that's cool. That's cool too. That's cool too. Um, but listen, man, I think we done got them uh been on here for a good little minute. So let's go ahead and uh, wrap this episode up with some highlights, man. So I'll go ahead and go first. If I could find something really quick. Uh let's see, what should I highlight today? I'm gonna try not to traumatize y'all like I did last week. So let me get some good Thank shit here. You. Um Man, let me uh let me shout out Devin Morrison. He has a song called Tommy uh Tommy Strong. Um I don't know, just a random song that I found recently and I think he's he's super dope. I think he's like a songwriter from uh from Florida and moved to LA and stuff like that. So check out Tommy Strong by Devin Morrison. What y'all got? Ooh, okay. So I'm bouncing back between a few, but I'm gonna go with this. Um it is the love ambient excuse me um the black ambient playlist on spotify um the creator is lovey l-o-v-i-e um if you want some good like 
background music, maybe something either to meditate to or to like lock in and get some work done, like dope instrumentals. This is really worth checking out. Um, and it's cool because it's all of, like I said, ambient music, but all done by Black artists. Because a lot of times in that kind of space, you only ever see white people. So definitely worth checking mm -hmm. out. That's funny because I'm looking at this. I had one of these songs on repeat the other day, which is interesting. Mm. Definitely going to follow this one. Um, okay, cool. What you got for us, Rat? I'm going to go ahead and highlight Money Man. He just released his new project, Catch Me If You Can. Yes, sir. Um, 14 tracks. From what I heard so far, like I'm, I'm liking it. So shout out to Money Man. Yeah, man. Shout out to that. So check out that Black... Uh, what would you say it was called? Black... Ambient. So check out Black Ambient. Check out the new Money Man. And then also check out that Devin Morrison. But if you got this far, we appreciate you for listening. Thank you so much. This has been The Friends Podcast. And we out. Peace out. Peace. Peace.